knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host for today, the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time is the big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo! How you doing tonight, Dalton? Ah, man, I'm fantastic. I'm excited. We're back. We are back. We get to talk about Forbidden Door. Believe it or not, it's going to be part of my uh, power of positivity. Uh... I'm, I, this is going to be a fun weekend in wrestling. We got Collision on Saturday. That's weird, right? I am not sure how I feel about that yet. I So, it doesn't affect me super because I don't have cable, but it is just like another time of like, well, got to be checking my phone, got to be checking Twitter for the videos to get posted and, and yeah. all of that. I, uh, personally, am not a big fan of it being on Saturday. I'm going to watch it when I can, but like, fuck. <laughs> It's, I mean, this is the first time in a long time that, you know, there's been wrestling on Saturday. Like, a weekly wrestling show, I should say. Yeah. On Saturday. I mean, don't get me wrong, I miss Velocity, but that's whenever I was, like, 10. Whenever, yes, I could just watch wrestling at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night and it didn't affect anything. But I got shit to do now. I'm 20 years older than 10. See, but, like, Velocity and Heat, and even at certain points, like, Saturday Night Main Event, like, those were skippable shows. Oh, well, yeah, but 10-year-old me wasn't skipping them. Oh, no, yeah. For whenever you're a kid and you just want as much wrestling as possible, you're, you're going to watch it. And it doesn't matter that there's never any championships defended outside of maybe the Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, love but Spanky. Like, but it's, it's weird the amount of effort they're putting into Collision to me when they had Rampage this whole time. Yeah. So, like, they're turning Collision into what I felt like Rampage should have been. Well, this I, entire time, but they're keeping Rampage. I think it's because now they have so much content they have to film that it's like, all right, cool. AW Dark really isn't like it's not a thing anymore. And we weren't kind of treating it super well when we had it. Like it was very much just like non-sequential matches that it could be like, oh, Pentagon or why did I say Pentagon? Uh, Penta has gone on like a 10 match win streak in like ten, six of a minute on Darks. But um. Yeah, Rampage was kind of felt like it should have been that second show, but they were filming it before uh, Dynamite, so you were getting, like, a dark... Like, I mean, you were at one of the shows. Didn't you get, like, dark Dynamite and Rampage all in one taping? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, they a, did, that's they a did lot dark. of... Oh, go ahead. They did dark before Dynamite, they did Dynamite, and then they did Rampage after Dynamite. That's a lot of wrestling in one night. And, which I mean, when you're paying tickets like that, like, dope, but man, it's a lot. Um, it feels like now it makes a lot more sense to do it the way they're doing it, but I would just, like, put Rampage on Saturday night instead of Collision, because then you can put Collision on Friday night. Now, I don't know shit about shit when it comes to touring and, like, TV times and stuff like that and when's like, people are watching most. It just feels like a Saturday night at 7 o'clock is a weird time to do it. Um... Because now they, I think they, I mean, well, there's been like reports coming out that they're just going to film Ring of Honor on Saturdays before the collision shows, which like you're still getting the same amount of wrestling that you were going to get if you went to a Dynamite taping now anyway. You're going to get pretty much two full shows. Uh, diff, I mean, if you're going to a collision, you're getting two totally different rosters for the most part, minus the champions. Like, it's cool that they're doing it that way. It's just Saturday is such a weird choice, especially whenever you're taping shit anyway. Like, it feels like you should put your tape shit on the weekends. But again, I don't know shit about shit when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, and I don't know what they're. I don't know what the 
schedule looks like for how they're doing it but and it, more wrestling is always a good thing like i'm not yeah to make it clear we're not complaining that they're doing wrestling it's just it is a bummer though that you know the company that we work for cape championship wrestling like when we run a show it's on a saturday yeah so there's like one guaranteed thing we're always going to be up against and i'm working uh-huh. sh- like so cm punk's like uh return at the first mm-hmm. dance or whatever it was um i was at a show it was a friday night which is weird i never wrestle friday nights for the most part i do maybe one or two a year but of course, the one time I do it, it's on that rampage. I had to watch it from a sky, like I say, a skybox. It was at a county fair, and I was in like the announcer booth, uh, keeping time. And I had to watch CM Punk's like first promo back that way. And I'm just like, man, I hate when wrestling's on the weekends because I usually it always fucks with what I'm doing, which is always wrestling. But it's like, mm-hmm. but I want to watch wrestling and try not to do it in the middle of my wrestling. Right. Uh, speaking of wrestling on Saturdays. Uh, collision is this saturday but also glory pro uh if you're local to the st louis area glory pro is having their uh lockdown event uh this saturday the 24th uh main event steel cage uh it's gonna have camaro jackson warhorse cody lane dan the dad uh very very good card glory pro always puts on an awesome show very, very excited for them. I'm thinking I might go up there for it. I have not made my decision quite yet because CCW was supposed to have a show on Saturday. But shout out to the Missouri Athletic Commission for taking our money, telling us we're good to have a show, and then being like, oh, wait, by the way, uh, we have people we could send to monitor your event, but they're on vacation, so you can't run. So um, big, big upside there. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, because, and this is how we, not even how we're supposed to start the show, because we start the show with the power of positivity, because the internet is so full of toxicity and negativity for no real reason, and we want to do our part to combat that, so we're switching gears, we're changing course, hard left turn, into the power of positivity. I have two, one is, uh... One is more of a personal one, and then the other one comes from an interview Paul Heyman did last week where they were talking about the Sami Zayn in the Bloodline, and they asked Paul, like, is there anything you wish you could have said, or is there any, was there a segment that got changed or nixed? And Paul Heyman responded with he there was one line he always wanted to say to sammy but he knew he couldn't so he didn't even bring it up uh, but at one point he did want to say what do you think it is white boy day you could have said it he could have said it i saw Probably. that i saw that interview and i was like didn't we hear brock lesnar say and i quote while well, i have to feed the jew he did like, like I feel like, in reference to Paul Heyman, I feel like you could say White Boy Day, and it'd be like, ah, don't do it again, Paul, but it did make us laugh. And that would have been the end of it. Uh, I mean, good on him for showing restraint, but I would have laughed really hard at that. Yeah, nothing wrong with erring on the side of caution at all. My secondary one, uh, and really, my second one, which is really my main one, goes out to uh, Evan Gelestico who had a very serious health scare, uh, but he is made great progress. Uh, last time we saw an update, he was out of the cardiac ICU and is expected to do well going forward. Um, 
if you don't know, Evan is a huge part of the St. Louis Anarchy promotion, and he is uh, uh, just a, a mainstay and a fixture at the St. Louis wrestling scene. He, uh, he also does stuff with my Big Fat Pull list, and he's also just a super nice guy. He is someone that I've seen compete a couple times. He actually worked one of the early CCW shows that we were backstage at. Uh, like, the, that the, we worked backstage of. It was the Ashlyn McClure It was the first CCW show, Ashlyn McClure show, yeah. Where he teamed up with uh, Davey Vega. Yeah, yeah. Which was the first time I saw Davey Vega live. And you were told me, you're like, oh, you were going to love this dude. He's yeah. not teaming with the guy he normally teams with, but, like, you will love him. And then the... Uh, Evan was just, I just remember, I I had to ask him something, and I was already, like, super nervous being backstage, because... It was our first time, like, actually working, like, doing yeah. our shit, yeah. And the whole reason we were working is because we had a podcast. So, like, the, the sense of, oh, I'm not supposed to be back here, which has never really gone away. That's so funny, because nowadays, when I think about, like, looking back on it, now, Grant, I've been wrestling for, like, five years now, but I'm like... I've seen people do more with less reason. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we were totally okay with being back. Like, we were fine. <laughs> but well, I've yeah. had I've had that thought where I'm just like, no, I've seen people backstage with less reason to be back there than what we had. We were at least doing shit. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, no, nah, we should we we should always feel invited. <laughs> and yeah, locker so, rooms that were invited. And let me refer. I, we do, right. we're, yeah, like we don't just show up like unannounced or anything. That would be funny if we just started. Hey, it's nerdy's nope. part of the ring. Who the fuck are you? Exactly. Have a great day. <laughs> right. That's on the t-shirt. Um, <laughs> but I, I had to ask him something or get something. Um, Jason needed something from him. I don't remember exactly what it is. But he was just the nicest dude. Because, like, why wouldn't he be? Yeah. But that is something that, I will, that I've will that i always remembered is, like, does he know who I am? Absolutely not. But, like, just that little bit of, you know, kindness and patience that he showed me, like, oh, so I'm going to be cheering for you forever. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I haven't, uh, I haven't had a very, lot of interactions with him, but he's always been a very nice guy. So yeah. So we're happy to see him uh, doing better, and we wish him a full and speedy recovery. Um, because hell yeah, uh, Dalton, your power of positivity, Kazuchika Okada. The Fair. man, the man shows up with one day to prep or to, to hype this match, and he didn't even have to talk. He just had to have a coin drop, and the crowd went fucking bananas. It was great. I loved it. Um, I just, seeing Okada on, like, a, um, national, like, a, a U.S. national televised event, and, like, just getting to see the crowd fucking in, go bonkers for him is my favorite thing. And the second they announced Okada Danielson, like, I've been on, like, heightened excitement for, but just to get to see them, like, it's gonna happen, Asa. Like, we're, we're gonna get the match, and I'm so happy for it. Because it's good, like, someone's gonna die in the ring. Like, it, it's gonna happen. Like, they're gonna hit each other so hard. And I don't know why I'm excited for it, but I am. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I, I, it, the, the hype levels for this match are unreal. Uh, it is, even though both the IWGP championship and the AEW championship are on the card, this is the main event. And it's not gonna be. That's gonna be the worst no, part. No, it is. Oh, it is? Okay, good. All right, good. Because yeah. I was just like, what is going to, like, nothing is going to top this. Like, there's going to be great matches that day. It's a Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Sunday. Yeah. There's going to be great matches Sunday. But none of them are going to hold a candle to this. Because 
we legitimately have two of the absolute best wrestlers going today against each other, and they both wrestle such similar styles that, like, it's... Peyton Ayer said, I forgot which match he was talking about when it got announced, but there was a match that he said, I sent him a picture of it, and he said, oh, someone's subscription on life is going to expire that day. And the second I saw that match get announced, my first thought was, oh, someone's subscription on life is going to expire that day. Because these two motherfuckers are going to kill each other. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited for it. Because um, also, just getting Danielson versus Okada, like, whoo. Someone knew my heart wanted it. Like, the universe finally lined up perfectly, and they were just like, we didn't give you good looks, we didn't give you great speed or athleticism, but we are going to give you Danielson Okada one time. You're welcome. And that's all the universe needed to give me. I feel owed. Like, I feel I feel uh, what's not indebted, but the other one. I feel uh, complete now. I could die happy after Sunday. I'm so, I'm so, and he didn't, like, I just, it was one of those, like, it's so basic where he just came out, like, because he said, uh, Danielson said he was going to kick Ishii's head in. And he was just like, because Okada's not here, and then the fucking coin drops, and everybody loses their mind, and mm-hmm. oh, it was so good. It was so good. I'm so excited for it. The amount of just, like, star power that Okada has and, is unreal. Yeah, and, like, that is what, like, that is what a wrestler looks like. Like, he, like, when you see that dude down the street, like, if you saw him walking down the street from me, you're like, that guy's probably really, like, that, because he's a big motherfucker anyway. Like, he's just, like, that is what a wrestler looks like. Like, if you say professional wrestler, I think Okada. And, like, even if you're not, like, into Japanese wrestling, like, no, that much, like, you just take his head off, that guy looks like a, a, a wrestler. Um, and then he's gorgeous, too. Oh, God, such a good-looking guy. But, um, just the air about him. Like, yeah, his, like, gimmick and his gear is very flashy. But when you see him, like, whenever he's, like, interacting, like, he doesn't, he's not, like, ah, there's no wasted movement. There isn't. Like every- That's not what I'm trying to say, though. Like, But, like, everything... What I mean is, like, there's no wasted movement in the sense that everything he does seems larger than life. Yeah, Even and it's... But it it's is just but him it's not. his head yeah. to look at somebody. Like, he it's just... It's just like, oh, yeah. shit. You want to pay, it- pay attention to everything he does. It's the way he holds himself. That's what I was trying to say. Like, everything he does is special. But when you think about it, like, besides, and this is going to sound dumb, but besides, like, the jumping, spinning uh, tombstone pile driver, like, the dude's offense is very basic. And, like, but he's so good at it. It's the whole Bruce Lee, like, practicing one punch a thousand times. Like, that dude just is is amazing at everything he does, even whenever the things he does aren't, like, earth-shattering. Like, that should be Jim Cornette's favorite wrestler. Because he doesn't go out of his way to do the fucking craziest shit ever, but he's so good. Again, I know jumping, spinning, tombstone pile driver is a thing he does, but like that's it. Like, take away the goofy, like well, I'm a, it's cool when he does it, but take away the ripcord. His finisher, just a clothesline. But goddamn it, just a clothesline, and it's so amazing, like. Oh, it's I love the guy so much, and to have him in America or to have him in the states for a little bit, and to have him in a North American like pay per view coming up against fucking Danielson. Oh, I'm here for it. Believe it or he, not, when we talk about Forbidden Door, this is my match of the night already. Uh, it's equal parts telling, but a little bit disappointing that like Okada hasn't had been a played a bigger part in the build to this. Like, on television, it's just been kind of, pro like, videos back and forth of Danielson in the desert, you know, yeah. making the challenge, and then Okada just being like, alright, cool, let's go. 
Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Like there hasn't, it hasn't been like a rivalry rivalry, but just that, that moment on dynamite was enough to just be like, Oh no. Uh, I saw on Reddit. Cause that's where, that's where I saw that the forbidden door, the main event for forbidden door is going to be those two. Um, but one of the comments is this is rock and Hogan for smarks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. Just like, yeah. Yeah. I can't really deny that. No, not even. A little, yeah. They're not even a little bit wrong. Um, Danielson's line of, and I don't know, did we talk about this on Pro Wrestling Unscripted? It's been a while since we've recorded. Yeah, it's been like three weeks, yeah. Um, the line that Danielson said in his, uh, like, call-out video of just, like, the when you face me, when you get in the ring with me, you're gonna be in the fucking desert and it doesn't rain here. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, that was a good one. That was a, and, like, Danielson's not bad on the mic by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not his, like, thing. Because he's, he's just an amazing wrestler. But, like, whenever he gets on the mic and he's just like, oh, no, this is it. Like, oh, he has some. That one was chef's kiss. It was so good. I like the additional context of... Being in the were, desert? <laughs> well, no, because they did the thing where he's like, we took Yuta out to train in the desert and made him, like, you know, made him train in the desert. And I like the idea of Danielson dragging out his young boy in Wheeler Yuta... <laughs> To the desert and then be like, you know what? While I'm here, I'm going to talk my shit. Yeah, that's exactly what happened, too. So I forgot what it was, but I think it was uh, it was the last pay-per-view, but they were talking because they were in Vegas. and Double or nothing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about it on the thing. It was just like, yeah, he had Wheeler Unit training in the desert. And then like a couple days later is whenever the video got announced. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, that motherfucker took Wheeler Yuta into the desert. And now granted, we don't like they definitely hiked because that's what you do in the desert. And that's definitely what he does in the desert. But, like, that, Danielson's kind of a dickhead for that. Because, like, I'd have been, like, I'd have been, like, you're the worst friend in the world. You're going to make me walk out in this shit, make me do some training things so you can film me, and then I got to film you talk shit. That, you're a bad person, Danielson, and I love it. I love it. No, he's economic. He's economical <laughs> is what he is. And Saving I love the gas it. money. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all just smart. Um, well, hey, speaking of Forbidden Door, that is this Sunday, June 26th. Uh, on pay-per-view very very excited i'm sorry june 25th i knew that date didn't sound right uh sunday june 25th monday's gonna suck because <laughs> i'm staying up for this but uh new japan pro wrestling and aew doing forbidden door 2023 wait are you uh, not are you not off monday no i thought monday was a holiday juneteenth was this past monday did we already went through Memorial Day, didn't we? That's in May. Probably. Yeah, that's yeah. in May. My bad. It's fine. Just keep going. Just I thought it was a different... Just go. Just go. I just knew... because you don't have to work in June and July and most of August I am at doesn't work mean most that of August. the dick. rest of us do. <laughs> I've been working all of June. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. We'll throw you a parade. Um, I'll go to it unlike Yoke. Send you a get well, get well soon card. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm so tired. I can tell. Um, it's going to be a great sorry. show, guys. <laughs> this, is the, this is the one that, you know, it's like, all right, we're back. It's been two weeks. We're rejuvenated. No, we're not. No, we're no. not. If anything, it's gotten worse. No, I, well, I'm not. I don't know about you. Anywho, Forbidden Door is this weekend. Kicking things off with the first round matchup for the Women's Owen Hart Cup Tournament uh, on the buy-in, the zero hour. I don't remember what they call it for this one. Uh, but as the ROH women's champion, Athena taking on Billy Starks, which like fucking so good for Billy. 
Yeah, that's I'm cool. so excited for her. She is just like as nice as nice can be. She's you've had in the work. You've met like, her before. Yeah, she was on that uh, Russell Max show that I worked in um, Indiana in uh, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, that's right. I was like, I've never met her. I've only heard great things about her, but I've never met her. Yeah, she's super nice. Her parents rule. Like, I got to talk to her dad a little bit. Like, he's just again a total sweetheart. Deserves the world. Super excited for them. Athena is on just an absolutely incredible run. This match is going to rule, assuming they let it be a match and it isn't just like a Athena squash, which those have been entertaining, but between the two of them, like they could put on a really great match as well. Yeah. Which is what I'm hoping for. But And it's, and if we're going to have the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament, whoops, um, if we're going to have that, I really hope that we have actual matches throughout the whole series. Right. Like, I don't want squash matches in this. Like, I get that if you have to do it, but, like, uh, the this is kind of, like, that's a King of the Ring tournament thing. Like, this is our Owen Hart. Like, that's a, this should this tournament should mean something. Which I say, and then we really had no follow-up past Bra- Baker and Cole last year. But, like, to me personally, I want it to mean something. And if you're, and if AEW's planning on doing more with Billy Starks, like, long-term, this is a great way to, like, introduce her. Like, have her go on, like, kind of a Dark Horse-style run through this tournament, not necessarily win the whole thing, which if she did, that'd be cool. We'll do the same um, that they did with um, Kimberly in that one uh, women's tournament, the uh, May Young, where oh, like, yeah. yeah, Abby Lath, like she like went almost to the finals and like they gave her a good push, but didn't let her win. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, like you do that with Billy Starks. Yeah, that could, that could be awesome. Um, I'm on the Wikipedia match list for this. I don't know how many, matches are going to get added between because we still have rampage and collision to go before the pay-per-view so stuff could get added here um this is a match that i'm excited for but it doesn't make any sense to me but adam cole versus tom lawler it's gonna be fun yeah it's gonna be a fun match but it's weird i agree like like Good for Tom Lawler. <laughs> like, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, like, like good for him. Former like UFC said, standout. I'm 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 in no way complaining. It's just like, okay, that's not what I would have thought of, but alright, let's go. Yeah. I I wonder like that's one that I almost Because as far as I can tell, there's really no like gimmick matches so far. Other, I mean, there's multi-man matches, but there's not like any. There's not like a hardcore match. There's not a match street or, fight, a hardcore yeah. match, a ladder match, like and that, like just given Tom's style and even Adam Cole's history a little bit, you know, you could turn that almost into a street fight. fight Although that yeah. would be then that would be like back-to-back pay-per-views for Adam Cole doing that kind of first well, with no, Jericho. And he had an unsanctioned match last time. I will strike you. I will open hand slap you. But it's not sanctioned. Face. You can't hit me. It's not sanctioned. You already paid me for that Donatello. Like that's true. Yeah. I still have it, and I need. And I realize now is like, oh yeah, Donatello's the only one of those that line that I was actually gonna buy. Oh no, I already paid you because I have the Donatello collection. I already paid you. Don't do it. That that don't mean nothing. Prove it. PayPal. Calm down no there. Knows, Calm down there. TNT per wrestling store. I got proof that I paid you. Oh. Singles match for the AEW Women's World Championship. Tony Storm defends against Willow Nightingale, the and New Japan Women's Champion. 
uh, the IWGP Women's Champion. Stoked for this match. Yeah, it's going to be real good. Yeah. Again, good for... I, I equal parts, like, am very happy for Willow, but also feel really bad for Willow because she won that the the IWGP Women's Championship because Mercedes got hurt yeah, she during their matchup. Ankle. Yeah. And she was the one that was supposed to win that match. And I guess that she called from the reports that are out there, Mercedes called the audible of like she knew she was hurt. So she so they had Willow win it. So like it's great for Willow. Like that's a history making like her name is now forever going to be the first ever IWGP women's champion. Mm -hmm. But like I can't imagine the pressure of like I wasn't supposed to carry this belt. I wasn't supposed to have this lineage tied to my name. But now I have now I am. And now I got to deliver. So, like, I feel like that is a just an absurd amount of pressure for someone to be under. But she's so talented and so just inherently likable as yeah. a wrestler that, you know, this could really, really work. So I'm very, very happy for her. I'm glad to see her get a pay-per-view match here um, on Forbidden Door. Because that was a complaint from the first one. Is just like, man, there's like no women's representation here. Well, there and granted, a... it's still two. It's, it's still it's two AEW talents, but like, yeah, yeah. And there's still the like, oh well, you know, they're wanting to work with Stardom. They're wanting to do more with Stardom, but yeah, it's one and of like, those and things. I know too, like whenever you so like, yeah, it's a um, New Japan and AEW putting the show on, but like it's the Forbidden Door. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Like I don't know why you don't have just like two british talents come in like just pull two like random like i'm not random females pull females that need to be spotlighted but like you can pull from outside it doesn't have to be japan you can get two uh lady luchadors i don't know the name the technical so i'm gonna go with lady luchador um Mm. but like you can pull like do shit like that it's forbidden door that literally that's the fucking point like yeah. As much as I hate the fucking phrase Forbidden Door, if you're gonna call it that and there's an issue with not enough women's representation, pull pull some international women that aren't a part of either company. Right. And then make and- it make it mean something. Like, if you're having that issue, it, it might not be an issue to them. I don't know. But that was something that we were saying last year, too. Because I think it was like Thunder Rosa and... It was Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was for the a- AEW for the AEW Women's Championship, which again, this is also still two AEW women for the AEW Women's Championship. But you know, Willow Nightingale does have that IWGP. It is a very connection at this point. It's a very happy accident for them. Yeah, where it's like, all right, well, we can at least fudge it. Like she can come. Well, no, you. I don't. I wouldn't want her coming out with that belt if she's not going to win, because that just makes your belt. That just makes New Japan's belt look weaker. Right. Like. Yeah, that's also the other thing with, and, like, joint promotion shows like this, where it's like, ah, you gotta be careful, though, because mm-hmm. you don't want one to look worse than the other. And it's also entirely possible, like, that the deal with Shimmer is, or not Shimmer, um, stardom. the deal with Stardom isn't done yet, like, it's not been finalized, so, like, and I get it, it's just, you know, when you when you are spotlighting, you know, this type of matchup and crossover, that that representation isn't, you know, necessarily there. And that's an issue with New Japan as a whole, in yeah. general, so... Um, next up is the four-way matchup for the AEW International Championship. Uh, Orange Cassidy defends against Zack Sabre Jr., Katsuria Shibata, and Daniel Garcia. Um, I have... I wish Orange Cassidy got a uh, one-on-one matchup. 
Because yeah. Double or Nothing, it was the Gauntlet match, which again, the Gauntlet match ruled. That last stretch with Swerve Strickland ruled. Super on board with that. That was great. I do wish that he could get a one-on-one matchup here. I'm also a little disappointed that we're not getting Zack Sabre Jr. versus Samoa Joe. Yeah, here. that would have been... The battle, of the, the battle of the TV champions. And then we could have had Ring of Honor representation on... Like, proper Ring of Honor representation on uh, Forbidden Door. Because, like, yeah, Claudio's there, and he's probably going to come out with the belt. But, like, again... It, you have all of these companies. Well, and AEW owns two of them. But, like, showcase shit. That's what you got. Like, you have it there. Like, ugh. Well, and they said, like, well, now that we have this new... Now that they they relaunched, you know, Honor Club, and, you know, now there's going to be a much harder split between the ROH roster and the AEW roster. Well, except for the literal ROH champion, he's going to be on TV every week as part of a faction. But we're not going to mention, really, that he's a champion. Uh, also, the dude who is like, I quit AEW. I'm only working at ROH now. Well, he's already back. Yeah. That was like three months. And Which, don't he get was me injured wrong. For, he was injured for part of it. So. Don't get me wrong. Happy to see Eddie Kingston back on AEW, though. <laughs> I, will never, I will never complain about Eddie Kingston being on television. No, it's if so I, great. If I do, something is wrong with me. God damn. So, really quick. Just that, pro- again, Eddie Kingston promos are amazing, but just the whole, like, you ain't got nothing to say? Well, I'm just going to say it then. We have Ishii coming. And then just walks out of the race like, he is so just unabashedly him. Or that character is. Like, that guy only knows one mode, and it's Eddie Kingston, and I love all of it. Did you see the, it was a, uh, not a trend, because that's a TikTok thing, but did you see the the thing on Twitter? I want to say it's been a couple weeks now of people posting two pictures of themselves, one of them very earlier in their career, one like after they've you know made it. And the question is, did we make it? And then the answer is oh, like, yes, we did. Yeah. And so it's like and wrestlers were doing it like musical performers were doing it like a bunch of people were doing it. But like wrestlers, it would be like them at one of the early indie shows and then them when they're signed with like Impact or AEW or any of that. Oh, I want to know and Kingston's because Kingston. Eddie's Kingston. Eddie Kingston's was, did we make it? And then the second one was, I don't care. Where's Claudio? <laughs> <laughs> just made me laugh. I love him um, so much. This four way though: Orange Cassidy, Zack Saber Jr., Shibata, and Daniel Garcia. Um, it's going to be amazing. You have, you got Shibata and Garcia as just like, are going to beat the shit out of each other. Probably Zack Sabre Jr. is going to twist so many people into so many uncomfortable shapes. Orange Cassidy is going to be Orange Cassidy. And again, I, I have to like, I'm always going, I think I'm going to bet against Orange Cassidy until he finally drops the championship in sometime in 2026. (laughs) Like, he's just going to be the, he's going to be the forever international champion. But again, this is a a multi-man match where he doesn't have to take the pin. He doesn't have to be beaten to lose the title. Like, you could do it here. It would make sense. I actually don't think he will, though. Like, I legit think he's going to retain. Uh, Also, that thing I sent you in that one chat we're in of Wardlow has lost the TNT championship three times during orange cassidy's international championship run (laughs) yeah what the hell man um but no i'm i'm excited for this match this is one of the matches that i think i'm probably most excited for just because like they're going to put something to like they're gonna have something special 
yeah together it's gonna be real good uh first round matchup for the owen hart men's owen hart cup tournament uh cm punk taking on satoshi kojima um get that bread if you can't if you can't secure the bag for kenta you're gonna get the bread for kojima god it's gonna be so Um, that i i hope kojima doesn't hurt punk (laughs) punk's been very punk's been very squishy recently that's not an insult it's not an insult. It's just he's 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 proven injury proneness since coming back, and I'm like, oh, you're gonna have him in there with Kojima. <laughs> but at the same time, like Kojima and really a lot of the New Japan talent, it's not like their stuff looks that the reason that's a lot of that strong style stuff is it it looks and sounds a lot more dangerous than it actually is. Does it hurt? Of course it hurts. Oh like yeah, it has. There's no way it doesn't but hurt. Like, yeah, but it's not like an overtly, it's not inherently more dangerous than a traditional wrestling style. So I think they'll be good. I'm excited. Like this is another one. I can't wait to see it. Um, it's whatever I heard I was, it. I was like, okay, like that'll be. It cool. very much. I don't care what Tony Khan says. Uh, I don't think this was always the plan. No. I, you got to think that the you know there was too much smoke for the CM Punk Kenta rumors, like those discussions happened, and you know whether it was Kenta didn't receive the offer that he thought he deserved in the matchup, <laughs> he um, did not well, get the bag, if you will. <laughs> yeah, the bag was not secured. Uh, that's one thing. I okay, so you know I hate bullshit conspiracy theories in wrestling. Yeah. But can I tell you a bullshit conspiracy wrestling uh, theory that I what, have? What you got? CM Punk versus Kojima ends with Kojima winning because Kenta costs Punk the match. And instead of doing a two-week, three-week Kenta-Punk build, when they've already announced like what Punk's return match and shit is going to be, they do a full proper build. And like we get an it actual for... story to maybe all in in yeah. Wembley. That's what I would expect. Because again, if you're trying to draw, which I mean, I say trying to draw Wembley like they haven't sold out of every fucking ticket they have. Um, but like, if you want to, if you want to make that show important, give people ma- like give fresh matches we haven't seen before. Kenta versus Punk at Wembley. Ah, that's a good idea. It's an international crowd. You have Kenta, you have Punk. Like you have two very well known names on different ends of the fucking world in wrestling. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. Kenta was in WWE, but, like, as much as I love Kenta, that run was not what it could have been, and it, to, like, no fault of his own or WWE, for that matter. Um, but it's also super important to say that Kenta was... You can't blame WWE for a guy that kept getting hurt. Like, uh, but anyway, uh, like, you have two superstars like kenta was the biggest deal in japan with nakamura for a while before he got picked up by wwe like and since coming like the whole joining the bullet club shit and all that like dude's been white hot put him in there with punk like i think that would be that's the best case scenario for wembley i don't think it'd be the main event but god that's a that's a fucking semi for sure that, that is a match that that is a main event caliber matchup that is a marquee matchup that like okay we haven't sold out yet you know, but that kind of ensures that that walk up gate or that is going to put a spike in, you know, where the, the ticket sales have kind of plateaued because they sold 95 percent of them. Because already. if they if they keep selling more the way they have been, they have to attach another Wembley to the fucking Wembley Stadium. Yeah. 
So I, that's that. I don't think I genuinely don't think it'll happen. I think CM Punk. I think you don't put CM Punk in this Owen Hart tournament if he doesn't win it. Um, but that's ah. just like I said. That is the that is the the conspiracy theory I have in my head. I don't want Punk winning. We'll, and he probably we'll have... will. I mean, again, I just said it like I just said it a minute ago. Like it's not like we got a lot of payoff for the people that won that title or those tournaments anyway. So yeah, it's not like it was a championship that was defended or anything. Yeah, they got yeah, the yeah. one Segment on. Uh, I think it's again. TV. I think it's just for my love of Owen Hart that I'm like this should mean something. It's like yeah, but they kind of it's kind of it's it's AEW's version of the Andre mm-hmm. the Bio, Giant Battle Memorial. Royal, you know what I'm trying to say? The armbar. You doing all right? I had to, again been a real rough day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, uh, you're, you're all right. But you know what I'm trying to say, like, yeah, I want it to mean the world, but it doesn't. Like, I'm sure there's an Andre the Giant fan out there that's just like, how come this fucking thing's on SmackDown now? And I'm like, because nobody gives a fuck. And, and everyone's like, like, why do they keep making a trophy just for people to break it? Break it. They haven't broken the Owen trophy yet. Thank God. Well, the, it wasn't a. Tr- trophy was it there no it was, was a trophy it was a trophy oh there, yep there was the trophy there was the trophy yep um we'll talk more about the the owen cup here uh next week because we also are getting the second round so not this coming um not this coming are you week, okay <laughs> but the week after well so i thought the next round of like the next first round matchups mm-hmm. or the uh whatever the next they're doing like three matches in one night yeah for the owen cup and i thought it was i could have sworn it was like june 29th but that's a that's not a saturday i thought they were they booked them for collision Nope, June 29th would be like a Wednesday or Friday. It's a th- it's a Thursday. Thursday, god damn it. I knew that yeah, was going to June- happen once it left my mouth. Okay, so the graphic is June 29th, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. House shows? Maybe, unless they're do unless they're taping it. Well, they said that they were going to do a stampede, like they're going to do a stampede. So that might be a Thursday night thing. Well, this just it just says collision on it. Like CM Punk and Kojima this Sunday, Toronto, Ontario. Uh, and then June 29th, Roderick Strong and Samoa Joe, Dustin Ooh. Rhodes and Powerhouse Hobbs, Ooh. and Juice Robinson and Ricky Starks. So, Ooh, yeah, oh yeah, it's a, this is a stacked-ass tournament. That's like, three That's that's three really good ones on top of Punky Kojima. Yeah, so, you know, they're, they're four for four there. Um, you know what? Give it to Dustin. I he wouldn't at, hate, honestly. He, he at I, least wrestled Owen. Legit, there's, legitimately, I don't think there's a name on that list that I would be set, I would be upset if they won it. Yeah. That's fair. Like, Powerhouse Hobbs needs something credible to sink his teeth into. Uh, Roderick Strong, it would be kind of a cool follow-up having after Adam Cole won it last year. Samoa Joe should have held every title and championship in professional wrestling history. Uh, Juice Robinson, I think, would it would do a cool thing to kind of, like, establish him in AEW and yeah. give him a big credible win. Uh, so he's not just seen as, you know, Jay White's lackey. That's fair. Did you see his uh, promo, like, backstage thing? Where he Why do you saying, want me to go to sleep? <laughs> it's like, I had the, eight hours. I'm refer- You see any bags under my eyes? I love him so much. The TikTok I saw of that part of the promo was, like, when you're trying to put your toddler yes, down for that's a nap. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Good shit, good shit. Uh, next up, Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta, and Claudio Castagnoli teaming up with Konosuke Takeshita and Shota Umino yeah! to take on Hangman Adam Page, the Young Bucks, Tom- uh, Tomohiro Ishii, and Eddie Kingston in a 10-man tag match. Uh, fuck yeah. Like, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I love that they're incorporating Shooter yeah. into the Blackpool, like, Danny, like, it's, I, I hope we get moments I, with Yuta and uh, Shooter being like, no, but he loves me more. Like, I was getting ready to say, I don't, we don't do a ton of like, I, even though I just got done, you know, doing the, the CM Punk Kenta thing, we don't do a ton of fantasy booking on the show, but like the idea of Wheeler and Shooter, uh, Shota, I only say Shooter because that's what Moxley calls yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, um, of like them having to one up each other to impress their wrestling dads. Yeah. <laughs> is funny to me. I would love that. Um, but I like, and I like this kind of teased, uh, alliance between Takeshita and Blackpool combat club. You know, Don Callis is going to make an appearance. He's going to have something to do with it. Uh, it is kind of interesting that like the rivalry has really been, Omega and Callus. So for Takeshita to be involved here when Omega has a separate match, uh, that is a neat little wrinkle, I think. Yeah. So uh, this is another one. It's going to be some bullshit. It's going to be a million miles an hour. It's not going to be clean, but goddamn if it's not going to be entertaining. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. And, and just... also Eddie, Eddie Kingston on the actual pay-per-view, finally. Uh, but I'm willing to bet it's only because they couldn't. They knew they couldn't put him on the pre-show because they need the pre-show to end on time. <laughs> he ends it on time. He just buy the to, goddamn pay-per-view. He but he has to rush through it and say buy the goddamn pay-per-view. God, I love <laughs> Eddie Kingston's just unabashedly him at all goddamn times. Bryce is telling me I got 30 seconds, but NJF gets 30 minutes on the mic. What the? <laughs> just buy the goddamn love pay-per-view. I love that man. I love that man. Um. The Suzuki gods, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki taking on the team of Sting, Darby Allen, and a partner that will be revealed on Collision. Well, so, it's it's not going to be for obvious reasons, but wouldn't it be so funny if it was uh, Kota Ibushi? Just like, that's where we put him? <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think it's going to be Naito, but yeah. like, that's what the internet thinks. Like, And again, I would love to see Naito on this show. I don't think he, he was on the last one because of... Were they having the fuckery with the... No, they weren't, because he hasn't been in... Uh, Nido hasn't dealt with Mexico in forever. I don't know. Uh, that is another wrinkle of the CMLL and Tri- uh, AAA. Right, yeah. The associated talents are not involved on this show, so you don't have... Even though, you know, he's no longer part of it, but, like, no Bandito, no L.I. Los, uh, La Faction and Gobernale. Um, so Roosh and uh, yeah. all of them. I, I don't know. I, I I couldn't tell you. Yeah, no, and I and I like he I was saying on... it. I was saying it as I was saying it out loud, and I was like, "Well, if I don't know it, Ace is not going to know it." Not saying I know yeah. more than you, but that's just I no. know I know about more international wrestling shit than you do. Yeah, and I'm just like, ah, I don't actually know the answer to that off the top of my head. I just know he wasn't at the last Forbidden Door, which is a shame right. because Naito's like, fuck, he's probably one of the coolest wrestlers that exists. New Japan, yeah, like that New Japan has, <laughs> and just in general too, yeah. 
But it's like he has such, again, it's kind of like Okada. The only difference is, is Naito very much leans into having an actual character more than Okada. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. Okada's just the Rainmaker. And I can't tell you what that, that's a moniker to me. But, like, Naito, there is, like, that motherfucker is just kind of, like, he is weird. He's that Shinsuke Nakamura level weird where I'm like, I don't get it, but I'm enamored by it. Like There was a, uh, a video of ACH dancing to LIJ's entrance theme. As they were coming out, and Naito coming out and just being like, "No, do it again. This yeah. is it. This entertains me. Keep dancing." Yeah, he did. Like uh, he's just—he's a weird cat, and I dig it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm—I would love to see him just it, in any capacity show up. Um, but we'll find out who the actual partner is Saturday. I—I I haven't caught up with this week's AEW, but like, are they still teasing tension between Jericho and Guevara? Because Guevara essentially turned face for double or nothing. I think they did that for that match. Okay. Like, I haven't, I didn't get to see last night. I saw the stare down between Okada and Danielson. Because that was on, that was a six minute YouTube video that I skipped three minutes through. Mm -hmm. And just because I wanted to see what they did. But I haven't, I didn't get to catch up with it last, this week. Why are Jericho and Suzuki best friends? They're both old fuckers. Minoru Suzuki always shows up, always shows up and is just like, yeah, okay, I'll go. I will do whatever you they want. They play like, bridge cool. together or some old man shit. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> that was again, see. that's the funniest thing I'll say in a while. And I was Probably. very I was very proud of it. But um uh, Yeah, I mean it's cool. I'm again Suzuki is a scary motherfucker. We're gonna get Suzuki and Sting doing shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I, hope. I also like the, I like that Jericho did a, either did a podcast or tweeted something of just like, yeah, I have zero interest in working with Sting. I'm in AEW because I like to work with the younger talent. I want to help put the younger talent over, you know. Yeah, it's a shame we never really got to cross paths in, in WCW, but, you know, no interest there. And then literally like two weeks later, they're doing the bat yeah. shit of like pointing their bats at each other. I'm just like, I'm excited for this. Yeah. It'll be neat. I'm ex- like, yeah, I'm the same way. There's not honestly, there's not a single match on this card that I'm not like. Yeah, I'm, there's I'm, nothing that's skippable. Yeah, everything's there's very. Nothing, yeah, there's nothing that I'm meh about. Yeah, everything's very like. No, I will happily watch that match, especially like you put that fifty dollar price point on it. It makes it a little meh, but like that fifty dollar price point is all going towards Okada and Danielson, and I'm like, everything else is icing on top. <laughs> it's this is this is one where it's like if I leave. If I turn off the pay-per-view on Sunday and I feel like I did not get my $50 worth after looking at this card, there has been a comedy of errors. Yeah. Like something has happened. Like or, ev- like 18 different flights got canceled or delayed. It's just like, how is this match not going to deliver? Or how is this card not going to deliver? Jeff Hardy has so many felony uh, warrants and arrests that it affects everybody else on the roster. They're like, no, you're friends with that guy. We won't let you into Canada. It's just the whole country. <laughs> yeah. is, or the whole, the whole company is like, eh, no. Yeah, they're like, uh, ah, you associate with that guy? We ain't going to let you in, eh? Um. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where did I? Oh, God, I lost my spot. There it is. The That's a weird order that got it in. Uh, Kenny Omega defending the IWGP United States Championship against Will Ospreay. Um, yeah, it's gonna be. This great. is probably the match I am looking forward to second most. Oh like, yeah, by, yeah, this is this is behind Danielson and Okada. Um, that match that they had at Wrestle Kingdom was just incredible. 
this is an example of like two guys who by all accounts really don't like each other don't get along uh like in real life just putting it out in the ring yeah like this is this match is gonna fucking rule I love Osprey's kind of like motivations here, like the stuff he's been talking about. Like I have been carrying a Kenny Omega shaped chip on my shoulder since he beat me. Do you understand how it feels to have talked so much shit about someone and then they beat you in your country, like in your company that can't stand? I cannot allow that to like, I have to win. I have to win. Yeah. I like whenever they have like, very valid deep motivation in something where it's just like no you fuckers don't get it like mm-hmm. i have to beat this guy and i just i love osprey a lot so i'm and like omega's amazing like actually i like both these guys a whole lot and i'm this match is gonna be silly it's that same thing like it's it's honestly anti uh what they did with okada and danielson yeah okada and danielson where it's like we're only gonna have them be around each other once where it's like we're gonna constantly have like Osprey and Omega over the like next couple of months, like here and there, have moments with each other, and every time it gets just a little bit more hyped. That's how I felt last week, like that ending to fucking Dynamite. I was like, oh god, why is Forbidden Door not this week? And then they showed me why because then they were like, oh, we have Okada here, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, no, like I'm I'm fucking here for it. Like that match is gonna rule. I hope Osprey wins. Um, I also hope Osprey wins. Yeah, like, and it's not a shot against Kenny, but like. I just, I really like Osprey. I liked the whole thing he did with the IWGP and Juice Robinson being like, no, I have the actual belt. Well, no, like, you're holding the belt for me. I'm the champ, but I get that you're the champion, but I have the belt. Like, they were doing that whole thing. I love both those guys, too. So, like, no, it's, that match is going to rule. I do think this is going to be one of them that, like, there's going to be some Don Callis bullshit. Yeah. And that's what leads to Omega losing. I kind of hope not, but that's just, you know, looks the, the way we're conditioned to to see things as wrestling fans. Uh, MJF versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the AEW World Championship. I, this one is going to be so much fun. So here's the thing. The like heavyweight title matches Mm -hmm. are my least excited matches. Just because the outcome feels so set in stone. Not even that. Like it's, it's very weird choices. Like I totally get Tanahashi versus MJF. That one. I'm like, yes, that's it. And we're going to get into the other one and why I'm just like, no. But, like, I think it's one of those where we're having the Forbidden Door matches and the championship matches are not the ones that are, like, the high-profile exciting matches. And I, I think it kind of ruins it for me a little bit in that aspect. But, like, this will be a good match. It's going to be a lot of fun. I am very excited to see Tanahashi versus MJF, but I'm not as excited as, like, I am for other things. Like, this is probably... Out of all of the like marquee matches that are up, this is the one I'm the second least excited for. I I don't think you're wrong necessarily, but I do think there's a reason that these matches are so random. It's because I think they know, like, no one's gonna believe that someone from the New Japan roster yeah, yeah. And is like, winning the AEW title. No one from AEW is winning the the IWGP title. So I think th- that kind of gives them an opportunity to get weird with it. Yeah, and that's why I'm excited for both of them. Because oh, it is like, like you know what? Yeah, is this is this the 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 pay per view seller? Holy shit! They're doing this match for that title? Absolutely not. But like we talked about six times already, you have Okada versus Danielson. Oh, uh, the work's done. Yeah, yeah. Your so, work, the work that you needed to do was already done with that match. 
this um, is the this is like okay yeah every building is shaped like that but what if we put a weird little gargoyle fella on the corner this yeah. is just this is just decoration yeah, this yeah. is window dressing so and like, it's going to be fun like tanahashi doesn't miss and mjf is He's been having really good matches recently. Like, like he's not having a lot of matches, but the matches he has been having have been fun. And I like, and you know, I have my complaints about MJF as champion, but like, I can't complain about his matches. I can't <clears> complain <throat> about the defenses; they're great. And hit, you put him in there with Tanahashi, it's going to be a great match. Uh, his the the whole like MJF is thinks he's better than New Japan as a company, and then you have Tanahashi being like, "No, I." Tanahashi kind of questioning his own legacy by being like, you know what? If I win a major American championship, then I am undeniable. Then I am the ace. Like then I know. So he like, he has a clear motivation to want to try to win. MJF is being his normal cocky prick self. Like it's, this is a solid build. I dig it. Also, did you see the promo uh, after one of Tanahashi's matches where he talks about it and he can't remember MJF's name? (laughs) <laughs> so he's just saying a bunch of different letter combinations <laughs> no but i love that it's pretty it's pretty solid um so yeah i'm i'm excited i'm probably more excited for this match than i am the iwgp match but just but wait the aew match i'm excited for the AEW oh, match oh wait than the IWGP no, my match. brain flipped them in my head you're absolutely right sorry no you're good yeah um, um yeah no 100 percent because the iwgp match I, I don't like this pairing. Well, let's go. Well, we're going to jump into it. The IWGP World Heavyweight Championship sees Sonata defending against Jungle Jack Perry, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, with Hook being billed in his corner. I So why, why aren't you excited for this one? I don't think that Jungle Boy has the, the name power to be in the IWGP match. And I'm only saying that to to like put a one-to-one comparison, because that's what this is. It's a one-to-one comparison with the AEW title. Who did we put MJF in the ring with? We put him in there with like one of the most decorated New Japan stars of this current generation. Now, granted, like Tanahashi is on the, the ass end of his time, but like he's still fucking Tanahashi. Whereas, all right, what's our IWGP champion? Well, we have Sonata, and he's Sonata's great. Like in the last like two, three years, have has been just like undeniable on how fucking good he is. So who are we gonna put him in there with? Well, we're gonna put him in there with one of the guys that lost the the Fatal Four Way match for the AW thing, and honestly, probably the most least interesting out of the four. And, like, I don't hate J- Jungle Boy at all. That's not what I'm saying. I just don't think that this was the right person to put in there with Sonata. Especially whenever, and I was, we were in our group chat with Kenny and Tyler talking about it. I was like, Jungle Boy is really small. Like, he's a small dude. And New Japan has fucking d- weight divisions. Now, granted, it's more on a merit base than actual weight. But, like, fuck, it's the heavyweight championship. Put him in there with one of the marquee names that you know can go that aren't being used. Malachi Black versus Sonata. Fuck yeah. You could go Brody King and I'd be like, I mean, they wanted a heavyweight. We give them, we'll give them a fucking heavyweight. You could have put him in there with so many other people that I'm like, that's a bigger name that probably would have been a better one-to-one matchup. Because it's one of those like, will Kintana Hashi beat MJF? Well, I mean, he's not gonna because it's for the AEW title, but like, of course Tanahashi could beat MJF. I don't see... With the way that they're both being like booked and the way they've been used, I don't see a universe where Jungle Boy beats 
Sonata. And granted, yes, this is all scripted. And it's whoever the booker wants to win, obviously. But I'm just saying, like, suspending disbelief and thinking that it's an actual thing. Like, just with the way they've been, like, um, portrayed to their companies. Jungle Boy is a lesser opponent to Sonata than what Tanahashi is to MJF. And I think that's what irritates me. Or not irritates I... me. That's not the right word. I think it's the the kind of, like, that's where we went with it. I disagree for a couple reasons one weight classes in pro wrestling are dumb they're you know even new japan their weight class isn't a the heavyweight and the junior heavyweight they're not weight classes they're position on the card that's what i said that i said i said based on merit (laughs) but like it's so the idea that like oh jungle boy's too small to wrestle for the heavyweight championship is just dumb uh I, I, I can't get behind that even remotely. Um, I do agree that M- Jungle Boy is perceived as a lesser challenger than Tanahashi is to MJF's title. I do agree there, but I think that's AEW's fault. I don't think that's anything to do with him. Like, because he didn't, he wasn't the one that got pinned. Nope, in that, the was Dar- yeah, that was Darby. That was Darby. It was Darby that got pinned. My problem with Jungle Boy is he had. I was all in on him coming out of that buried alive match with Christian Cage. I like he Christian kind of brought that edge that we've talked about needing to see out of Jungle Boy, that kind of mean streak, that willingness to, you know, go the extra mile, we'll say. And then that just kind of the build to the fatal four way, you know, I talked about in our preview show for, for double or nothing. Like I didn't really dig that that build. Yeah. At all. And all of that from Jungle Boy, he kind of just reverted back to just being who he's always been. That that character growth, that character development didn't seem to stick. Yeah. And even in this there hasn't been a ton of build for this match either. So, I don't I think this is I don't know. I'm just I'm not super hyped for this. I think the match itself will be great. Oh, I'm not saying the match really won't be like, good. Yeah. I really like Jungle Boy as a performer. I think he is so much fun to watch. Like you said, Sonata has proven himself to be undeniable. Um, and I've always like I've been a fan of Sonata forever. Like anybody in LIJ, I'm a sucker for. Mm-hmm. Like that or who is in LIJ because like Evil has long since left, but I still regret I, not getting his figure. Evils. Yeah, I, yeah. That's, I, it's super cool. It's all, I, if only you had a friend telling you that you should get it. That's fair. But too bad. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. <sighs> MJF is a MJF is the current world champion. He had that, you know, he has been a focal point of AEW television, even when he wasn't on television. Like, people were still talking about him. Because it's like, what the fuck is going on with MJF not showing that meet and greet? Uh, Tanahashi, like you said, Tanahashi is Tanahashi. He is a living legend. He is the ace. His legacy is cemented and stamped. If he has uh, nothing but terrible matches for the next three years... Won't matter. people People will still talk about him with reverence that he deserves. Yeah. Sonata is kind of making he he is in the process of like kind of becoming that. From what I can from what I can tell at least like I cuz like I said I've always been a fan of him. 
Um, but he's kind of in the process of like early champion Okada. You know what I mean? Where it's like they're building oh, kind of co- you're kind of coming out of nowhere a little bit here because you were just, you know, Naito's second for a while. Um, so he's in a building phase and Jungle Boy is also in a building phase. It's it feels like and I could be talking about my ass about yeah. Sonata like he's he's a lot more established than Jungle Boy is just simply by by fact of him being a world champion. Yes. Whereas like I if, if you're going to have Jungle Boy on this card, I would like to see him get a win over someone get like a oh shit Jungle Boy beat Naito Jungle yeah. Boy beat evil Jungle Boy beat you know so, like a pick a name of like oh shit like someone who doesn't lose anything by losing that matchup. But, you know, that's a feather that he can put in his cap. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, he will have a great showing against the IWGP champion. But those great showings only go so far. And, after a, and again, and whenever you put the one-to-one of just, like, well, what's the AEW? And it's like, well, it's Tanahashi. And yeah. it's like, ah, there's nobody we could have, like, did we really need Adam Cole versus Tom Lawler? Could we put Adam Cole in that IWGP match? And, like... You know what... But, you know how you even out MJF versus Tanahashi? You know what the IWGP match would have been? Uh, Sonata versus? Jericho? Or Sting is who I was thinking, yeah. but Jericho is also correct. Yeah. Like, either one of those. Like, because that is someone who is a living legend. They're on the back nine of their career. Yeah. You know, and then you can give the young champion, which I know Sonata's not that young. He's um, like 35. But like, but, like, you can give him a big marquee win there that, like, beating Jack Perry just doesn't hold that same level of uh prestige and also that interview that sonata did being like i don't even know who this is 35 like, woof <laughs> i do i know that game even with japanese wrestlers mm-hmm. uh and then the main event let me double check and make sure we didn't skip it i, didn't I think skip i think we hit everything we don't have any tag like actual like tag team championship matches on this card nope. which is wild they're well, like I- we don't want ftr to have any more <laughs> Yeah, we're moving on. We're moving, we're moving on. on. Um, because I am, I am legitimately, and maybe we'll get something on Collision or Rampage or something, and we get FTR on this card. But I am personally annoyed that FTR aren't competing here. Um, we'll have, well, maybe not next week because we'll have to preview Money in the Bank and review Forbidden Door. But eventually, we'll talk about FTR and how AEW has been booking their tag team championships. But the main event, Brian Danielson, Kazuchika Okada, what are you going to say? Like, the only thing that I think working against this match is the expectations are so high. Like, we are walking into this basically like, whatever the fuck is going on with me, I'm kind of half expecting watching this match is going to fix that. And it will for 20 minutes. Like, that rheumatologist is going to be looking at my blood work, and it's going to change in front of him. Of just like, oh, he's healthy now. What the fuck? Like, I don't know what happened, but that those tw- there, oh, no, a 25-minute a- window where he- the, the blood we drew last week is like, it's different now. It's changed him. He's a big Okada fan. He knows exactly what happened. It happened he to him, too. He knows what happened. <laughs> a nurse knocks over a bunch of change off the counter that was sitting there from somebody's lunch. Like, oh, what? <laughs> um, that's the only thing that I really think could potentially hold this match back. 
Yeah. It's just like we're going in with like we were expecting a Dave Meltzer 15 star matchup. And if they kill it and put on a, a eight star match, are we going to be underwhelmed? Like are our expectations too high for what these two guys can like realistically deliver? I- also, wouldn't it be legitimately hilarious and I mean, it would be heartbreaking, but you would laugh through the tears. Like, what if they have just no chemistry? We already know there's a chemistry there because we saw it on yeah Wednesday. It's also like, like two of the best wrestlers going today, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like either one of I could get a four star match out of either of them. Yeah, like my untrained ass would just be would they be like, you know what, he did okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, wouldn't it just kind of be hilarious if they were the polar opposites of each other in the sense of just like they can't even get what? a lockup right? Yeah. <laughs> Davis what was that? Arm up and he's like, wait a minute, hang on, that ain't. No, nope, that's on, wrong. Um, yeah, they're, no. they're out there wrestling like the monsters stole their bodies. Like, stole their talent. <laughs> I watched. I watched it recently. It's such a good movie. Um, no. Uh, and that's not gonna happen. And so, like the actual counterpoint to that, until we got into like the ridiculous aspect of that. Of being like, well, what if the match is not the absolute best thing that's ever happened? And, like, I'm not saying this is going to be the greatest wrestling match of all time. Because, like... Well, it, no, that already happened. It was Edge versus Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah, um, But, uh, oh, God, fuck you. What was my brain saying? Okay, so I think that these two are such perfectionists in the, the craft of professional wrestling. That's just, like, they're not going to allow that to happen. Like, this match is going to be good no matter what. And oh, yeah, if it yeah. kills one of them. Yeah, that, no, literally, it was what I was going to say. Like, mm-hmm. Danielson has had, an, like, his retina detach in a match and got pissed that they didn't let him finish the match. That was on a random SmackDown. And that mm-hmm. was like, shoot. Um, I think one of them could have, like, could Jackson Crowley, Austin Lane, could break their match in the opening of the match, have a great match still, and then apologize to TK afterwards being like, sorry, I broke my leg. Be yeah. like, fuck you. It was still a great match. Like... Yeah, I just, I, there's no world at which I think that this is going to be like a, eh. Like, yeah. I could see maybe feeling a little underwhelmed, especially with like, if the finish was weird, um, or like weird, any weirder than what it truly needs to be, um, because any one of these, either one of these guys can lose and it's fine. I think Okada's winning because again, there's, I mean, it's on foreign soil. It's not for a belt. Like we know Tanahashi's not winning. We know like. There's a solid chance that the elite's gonna be the uh, BCC, which is gonna have the New Japan representation in it more so than um, the elite. Like we're gonna have to have New Japan have the big victory here. Of hey, this is our fucking guy. Like yes, Sonata's the champion, but Okada is our fucking guy. That's who we need to beat. Whereas D- Danielson can easily lose that match and be like, it was fucking Okada. Like, what the fuck did you expect? I almost beat him four times. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to have that kind of match where it's like, well, no, Danielson almost won a few times. Okada won a few times. It's going to be Okada getting the final shot, though. And also from, like, booking forward from a story perspective, you can have that loss be a huge character motivator for Danielson. Yeah. Of just, like, he's pissed off that he lost what he saw a match to determine who was the best wrestler in the world. And you have the, and now he's making it everybody's problem. Yeah. 
and like you have the BCC versus the Elite. There's a, that is an easy Kenny Omega promo against Danielson. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean the guy that you couldn't beat? But I did. Yeah, and like there's so much easiness to it where you can have Danielson win, but like I don't see the value in it as much as I see Okada winning. Um, which granted, I mean, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. I'm just saying like what I think is going to happen. Uh, but no, it's going to rule. Like I, I don't like the term forbidden door, but I love this concept of a pay-per-view where it's a true joint pay-per-view. And it does seem like they have a very healthy symbiotic relationship with each other where it's like they use each other's talent. They're very respectful of each other's talent. They, they, they work really well together and we're going to get to have this massive pay-per-view and it's not going to be like WWF in the late nineties with, uh, NWA where it's like, Hey, we have the NWA heavyweight tag team champions. Who are these losers? Yeah, with Jim Cornette. Like, that's not me shitting on Jim Cornette. I'm just, that's who was managing with NWA at the time. And it was just like, no, it was weird. I remember being a kid seeing that, being like, why the fuck are these guys here? And Debbie was very upset that I used that language. Um, But, like, this is different. They work together really well. Um, We have New Japan guys, or we have uh, AEW guys with New Japan belts. Like, that are pretty high up their belts. Like, I love this concept of a pay-per-view. We have actual companies wanting to work together to put on a fucking great night of wrestling. And they're giving us what could be one of the matches of our generation. And I hope it is. Because, like, I need it to be that. Because I love both of these guys' work so much. That, like, I want it to be, like, fuck, did you see... Like, I'm... I was gonna buy it anyway. But I was probably gonna buy it, like, two minutes before it started. And been like, alright, hey, so let's do this. Let's text each other. Whereas this one, I'm like, the second they said that, I was like... They got my fucking money. Everything else they do now is just window dressing. Like, right. so it's I'm excited for it. Yeah, it, it it the show is stacked. Like I said, there isn't even though we were kind we're kind of down on Sonata versus Jungle Boy. Like we still at least you know we talked about because I want to go circle back and just make sure we're not just like people don't think we're just shitting on that match. No, like, no, it's gonna be great. Be good. Yeah, it's just like when you look at what could have been. Uh, you know, there was there was a lot of misstepped and uh, missed opportunity with that. Yeah, so, but still, I'm willing to bet they're going to knock it out of the park. Everything, this is just such a stacked-ass card. Um, I'm super excited for it. What, do you th- do you disagree with this about Sonata versus Jungle Boy? You know, what match are you most looking forward to? Is it the Danielson Okada? Is it uh, Suzuki Gods and Sting Darby and Mystery Partner? Uh, who do you think the Mystery Partner will be? Uh, you can let us know on Twitter, at NerdiestPart, um, or either one of us at the five star man at Mr. D Anthony N P O T R. Um, before we get out of here, Dalton, uh, it's been a couple weeks. We had to miss the last couple weeks. So we still haven't really talked about any of the, uh, debuts figure reveals, uh, that happened at, uh, double or nothing fan fest. I do want to point out one thing real quick. Um, as we're going into the wrestling with articulation section, um, the, uh, AEW fight forever. We've gotten a couple glimpses of that game comes out next week. I'm super, I'm so fucking excited, um, for that, uh, to the point where I didn't tell you this, but I might, I think I'm going to stream it that first night. Uh huh. Just to like, just cause I haven't streamed it. Um, or I haven't streamed in so long. Um, but I might do that, not Thursday, because we would record on Thursdays, but like that Friday, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no, I won't be able to stream it on Friday. Never mind. I forgot. I 
am going to be up at WrestleMax. Yeah, you got shit to do that day. Yeah, yeah. I have shit to do. Um, so maybe that weekend we'll see. Um, but I'm very, very excited. We got the first look at the ladder match and also the barbed wire exploding ring match, exploding death match, where there are two possible finishes. The first one being a very violent, very over the top explosion that looks awesome. And then the second one being the what we got <laughs> tongue in cheek, the real life one that happened that kind of was a disaster. But it's cool. It's cool that they're putting that in there. Yeah, as kind it's of a neat. Nod. Yeah, it's cute. So I, I, I'm into that. I'm the more we see about that game, the more excited I am, the closer that we get. Just like, God, I miss that No Mercy style. Yeah. Of pick up and play. Um, but Dalton, did you have anything figure wise you wanted to go into here tonight? We have Hook and Danhausen figures coming out. That's so many. They, that's like the one thing they showed. They showed a lot of shit. Um, there's a lot of figures I'm really excited for. Um, but the the two main ones from the Double or Nothing uh, reveals we got were we we're getting a bunch of Hook and we're getting a bunch of Danhausen. I need one of each. And fortunately, they got me covered because that's going to be on Amazon and I will buy it whenever it restocks. Um, cause I, I think that's coming out like late this year. Um, but, and I totally, my brain literally just caught it. And this is the one thing I do want to talk about. Um, we got, uh, two reveals last Saturday, Samoa Joe, which like looks a little weird. It, it's a digital render though. Yeah. Yeah. So it could, it could come out looking really a lot better than it did, but we are getting ring of honor punk. Yeah. We're getting it. Uh, I'm going to say this and I didn't, I, I was listening to the major wrestling figure podcast and they completely gave me a 180 on how I feel about a ring of honor line. Cause they did tease a ring of honor line at the end of the double or nothing showcase. These do not need to be retail action figures. Ring of honor needs to not be retail action figures. They need to be ringside exclusive or big bag toys. Or like it need, they need to be an online exclusive item because I don't like, and I completely agree. I don't think Ring of Honor's toys are going to sell as well as people think they will. And I'm only saying that because I remember the Dark Order. Remember how pumped I was for the Dark Order wave? I was so hyped for it. How many times did we see that fucking Dark Order wave? We're still seeing it. Yeah. It's it's not hard for me to find any of those figures. And that was Dark Order. And they, that was, I mean, it was like a year and maybe a month or two after Brody passed. And like Dark Order was still pretty prominent on TV and it just didn't sell. And I'm just like... Oh, yeah, no, I kind of want, if they do ring, then it looks like they're going to do Ring of Honor. Like, I kind of want that to be a ringside exclusive thing. Unless they do, like, one Ring of Honor figure in an AEW wave where it's like, hey, here is um, Matt and Nick Jackson in Unmatched 15 in the Ring of Honor gear. And then we don't get another Ring of Honor figure for two or three waves, like the Luminaries line. Just because I don't want Ring of Honor figures to be shelf warmers. Because if that happens, that'll kill that wave faster than it can get off. Yeah. That's... yeah again, and that's like, and this was, I was the same person whenever they saw, got Ring of Honor. I was like, fucking give us figures. Please, mm-hmm. you can do it now. And now I'm like, now that I've thought about it, I want the figures. Make them, please. But do it the way AEW, or WWE does it, where it's like, or the, I mean, and AEW does it too. But they mainly save the ringside exclusives for like the backstage interviewers, or like the commentators. And mm-hmm. then Blood and Guts. And then we'll get like a random one, like we'll get like a random Darby in a coffin box, or like CM Punk. a special edition. Figure. Yeah, special. Give us a Ring of Honor wave that you can only get through ringside, and like, yeah, I'll pay the extra twenty bucks for six figures, not twenty bucks a piece on each six, six, six figures, but I'll pay one hundred and eighty dollars instead of one hundred and sixty. 
for a Ring of Honor set, but make it to where it's not going to be everywhere. So that way I might get a second set whenever you guys want to do it. Whereas if we still have Nigel McGuinness wave one on shelves for a year and a half, we're not going to get wave two. Um, yeah, that's fair. And like, and that's what I, that's like, I was like, no, you're wrong. And then they were talking about it more and I was like, fuck, you're right. And I agree. Um, <laughs> but like, there's a lot of shit coming out of AEW That's really exciting. Uh, I did get the blood and guts, uh, dog collar match two pack. I don't love it as much as I thought I was going to. And that's kind of a bummer. The punk heads did not come out necessarily well. The MJF heads kind of look weird. Um, I did get the defining moments four pack. Um, I should have just bought mankind, but they're, yeah, I, the other three, I'm like, they're cool, but uh, the Cody's neat. Cause I have, I was going to say even the Cody, like the Cody's neat, but I didn't need that Cody. Cause there's a top talents Cody out that right. Like right now where he's in like his teal gear, kind of tealish, more teal look and Mm. like no titty bruise. And I'm like, ah, I kind of want that more than what I got. Um, but they're neat. I just, it's a shame that I got six figures because I all those dropped in the same day, and like I like two of the figures out of the six. It's it was kind of a bummer. I'm gonna try to fix the Sean up to where I like the Sean more because the Sean is really neat. But yeah, the, the defining moments. If you were a big fan of defining moments like I was whenever I was started collecting elites, it's a neat little throwback. But like none of the four I needed besides the mankind really. Um. And the Blood and Guts, if you're buying the Blood and Guts, you need the Dog Collar match. They're just not as great as I thought they were going to be, which is kind of a bummer. But that's kind of the action figure game. Sometimes you buy something and you're like, fuck yeah, and then you, like, look at Once it. Once you get it in hand, it's... Yeah, and, like, if, like, and I love that Dog Collar match. It's just the figures themselves to me feel a little lacking. But, like, the Dog Collar itself is, like, yeah, it's, like, a foot and a half long of actual chain. Like, little necklace mm-hmm. chain, but, like, chain nonetheless. And, like, the collars themselves are a single piece, so you have to pop the head off and pop it back on. So that shit's secured in there. Like, if we ever get a Blood and Guts two-pack, or four-pack of uh, FTR and uh, Briscoes, oh, mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Because I know they already have the dog collar accessory made. Just fucking give it to me. Put it in my veins. Now we just need the Briscoe figures. Yeah. Um, and maybe they'll get the FTR figures right that time. Oh, uh, you're not wrong. I need to buy FTR figures still, because I don't have uh, stock ones because of my... Oh, and heart customs, but yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, that was, that was a wrestling with articulation this this week. Gotcha. Well, that is going to do it. Uh, if you, if there's anything we should be on the lookout for, uh, let us know. Like I said, what you're excited for for Forbidden Door? Uh, who are your picks? Any of that? Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter uh, at Nerdiest Part for the show. But we will be back next week. We're under the assumption, at least. Because God knows what else might happen in between now and then. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll be reviewing Forbidden Door. We'll also be previewing Money in the Bank. Uh, which includes what might be my favorite lineup for the men's Money in the Bank match we have ever had. Real good. Real and I'm just going to, I'll leave it at that uh, as of right now. Um, so yeah, that's going to do it. Thank you all so much. Uh, I apologize for us missing the last two weeks. Um, and especially for just not communicating more that, uh, we weren't going to be able to record. So that's on me and I apologize, but I appreciate y'all checking us out. I appreciate y'all sticking with us. Um, ideally fingers crossed, we should be back next week with our forbidden door review, our money in the bank preview and anything else that might happen because it's wrestling and shit gets weird. So until then, thank you so much. Have a great week. Enjoy forbidden door. Uh, Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and as always, watch more wrestling.